Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Today, I'm going to be going all the way across the pond to talk with Nina Shepjack. And Nina and I actually had the opportunity to meet at a networking event, oh man, a, a couple of months ago. And I heard her story and I was like, man, I would love to bring you on to Rocky Mountain Marketing so that you can share some of your experiences with my audience. So Nina's experience and expertise combines over 17 years of work and study in the in the realm of transformation and change, leadership and management, coaching, mentoring, HR. I mean, she, she transformed her own life twice, and she's helping people overcome their advers- adversities and turn situations from tragic into magic. Nina, thank you so much for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Katie. I'm super excited to be here. Now, for the people that are listening, they're probably like, ooh, she has a fun accent. Where is she from? Nina, where are you from? Well, I'm originally from Poland, um, where I lived uh, up until I was 20. And then I um, decided that I wanted to do something else in my life. And I never learned English in my life. So at the age of 20, I packed one bag, took a 24-hour bus journey to the UK, didn't speak a word of English, didn't know anyone, um, and didn't have a plan. So uh, I spent the last 18 years in the UK. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And, you know, so with your your 17 years of, of you know, entrepreneurship and helping other people take control of their life and, and live the life that they want to with their businesses. You know, you said you've transformed your life twice. Can you elaborate on that just a little bit? Tell us about how you have taken your life and transformed it. Well, the first time I transformed it when I decided to come to the UK. So the decision was kind of driven by the fact that I wanted to create a life that I didn't think I will have the chance to do back in my country in Poland. Um, and I really wanted to learn English. I couldn't afford the lesson. So I thought, where better to learn other than the UK? Obviously, North America would have been great. But <laughs> back then, flying just wasn't an option and a bus journey <laughs> to the US or Canada would have been slightly impossible. Um, so the UK was the closest place. Um, so I transformed my life then and I, I obviously came to learn. I thought I would be here for a few months, but in the end, I created a life that was way beyond my wildest dreams. I, you know, I had the career, I learned the language, I, I studied a thousand things, and um, I traveled the world. I got married, have two incredible Dalmatians uh, called Nala and Mickey. So, you know, living the dream really, and and actually um, a bigger dream than I, I ever imagined I will live um, when I was in Poland, and then. My life fell apart on New Year's Eve, 2021, 2022. And I thought, okay, well, since the fairy tale now no longer exists, now it's time to create something brand new. So yet again, I um, packed one bag. So I packed my 18 years of life into a 20 kilo suitcase, took Nala and Mickey and a one-way ticket to Canada and, and off we went to create something brand new. So I um, walked away from the career, from my studies, from everything and, and everyone and and created a brand new life and started a business. Um, 
but I have always been kind of involved in, I have, although I had a career within an, uh, an amazing organization, I've always done bits on the side and have been quite entrepreneurial in a lot of ways. Um, and I feel very, very passionate about the fact that, you know, we are only here for a brief spark of a moment, really. So I really want to make the most out of life. And, and I know that whenever adversity hits, sometimes it's easy to think, oh, why me? Or, you know, my faith isn't very good or whatever. But I actually think, you know, that is always an opportunity to create something even better and even bigger. And and it may be painful at the start, but there's always solutions. And I believe we all have them within us. So I, I do work with people a lot on finding those solutions that are within us. Yeah. And I think that the reason why so many of us decide to become entrepreneurs is because we are wanting something different. We do want to live our lives to the fullest. I mean, I I, I know that not to say that people that are in corporate uh, aren't living their lives to the fullest, but I mean, for me, my the favorite part of my job when I was working at corporate was social media. It was what I was most passionate about. And so when I started my own business, I was like, what? That's all I wanted. How can I create a business where that's all I do is, is social media and that's my main focus. That's my main expertise. And I think that with being an entrepreneur, a lot of times it is following up with that one thing that just lights us up. If someone's listening right now and they're saying like, yeah, that I'm, I love this part of my business, but I've just been afraid to take the the leap like you took Nina of just leaving it all behind and not necessarily, I want to leave, you know, my, my, my country and everything, but I do want to just start my my entrepreneur journey, what would your advice to them be? I would say just go for it because I think very often people feel like you need to have a plan and you need to go, you need to know how you're going to go from A to B to C. Um, But that doesn't work because in order to become the entrepreneur you want to be, you need to become someone else. You need to develop different skills. And in order to do this, you need to allow the time and space for that creativity, for exploration, for learning new things, for, you know, for seeing possibilities. Whereas if you create a strict plan and a spreadsheet, you, you're just going to do it based on the experience you have had so far. And I think especially if you're coming out of the corporate world and going into, you know, entrepreneurship, it's a two different worlds. It is two different worlds. And it is, I think it's super exciting. And I was talking to my client yesterday about the fact that, you know, they have allowed the space and now they're like, oh my God, like things are coming up that are lighting up my soul and like possibilities that it wouldn't even cross my mind that they will, you know, appear when I was back in corporate. And and of course, because when you are busy and when you're creating something based on what you have always done and what you always, you know, have known, you don't make any space for any new opportunities to come up, right? Because you're too busy. You're constantly on that treadmill constantly, you know, hitting the next goal, setting the next goal, um, chasing the next aim and whatever. Whereas if you if you just allow yourself that space, so you need all you need to do is take the first step and you need to have that vision and the dream of where you're actually going. The bit in between will unfold, like a hundred percent will and, and it will be exciting. And of course there will be some learnings and some mistakes and trip ups and whatever. That happens when you're in corporate as well. I often think people, or when I work with clients, they sometimes feel like, well, what if it doesn't work, right? So then you have to choose courage over fear. But my point is that you already know how to go and have a job. 
get a job. You already know how to have a career in corporate, right? If you're in it right now, you have created it once. If you have created it once, you can recreate it again. So even if you tried something and then you think, not that it even didn't work, because if you work at something, it will work. Like, you know, action always leads to results. So it will work. But if it, for example, turned out that actually it isn't what you thought it will be, it doesn't meet your expectations, whatever, you can go back to having a career in corporate anytime. You've done it once, you can do it again. So to me, that removes that kind of fear factor because you already know it. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And sometimes it feels like we are our own biggest hurdle in, in doing what what we really we want to do, what we need, you know, what our passions are, what we feel uh, is our next step, and sometimes it, it's it's us, it's us that are that's holding ourselves back. So, what would you like? What recommendations do you have of getting someone in the right sort of uh, mindset to to go that to just the imposter syndrome? It happens to all of us. For the mindset, it is important for your biz for you to take your business to that next step. Just talk to us a little bit about, you know, I, I think that you you frame it as mindscaping. Yeah, I think mindscaping is really important. I think the important bit is that actually your whole life is one big improvisation, right? You can plan whatever you want, but like life will throw curveballs at you. And, and that's regardless of your planning or not planning. So every day you have to improvise in, in a way. Um, and every day you you learn something new and entrepreneurship is not different. Like you, you learn. And I also think it's really important to remember that if you want to, you know, we become entrepreneurs because like you said, we want to create something. We want to be different. We have that fire to be doing things and pushing boundaries. If you want to do something different, you can just follow what everyone else is doing because no revolutionary brand was born out of following what everyone else was doing. Like, you know, all the incredible people are bringing the uniqueness to it and the uniqueness is them. Like, like, like you, Katie, right? You are the brand, like you are the personality of it. Like the brand and you, it's, it's like you get the feel for it and no one could replicate that. So it's like having, you know, building that self-trust in order to feel like, actually, you know, I am the brand and I know what I'm doing and you will learn. And the thing is like the world moves on so fast. There is no formula. There is no secret. Like there isn't a schedule. Like you just go for it and you create your own path. And that's how, you know, that's how success is created. Um, and I think when it comes to mindset and, and mindscaping, as I like to call it, so the mindscape is, is the landscape of your mind, really. And this is what can hold people back. Because your mind, so our minds are programmed for survival. So the mind, our brains actually, they don't recognize the difference between a predator being next to you or you being overwhelmed with an email or, you know, mm -hmm. or too many emails or being, you know, scared of, of presentation or being scared of being on a video or whatever. So the mind will try to keep you safe. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously safety for the brain is comfort zone is familiarity is what it already experienced so anything that the brain hasn't experienced yet is seen as a threat um therefore the brain will try to keep you safe by being well what if it's not going to work or you don't know that yet or maybe do this qualification before right so the mind will give you all these different reasons for you to not do it just yet but you have to remember that you are the driver like the mind is part of you, but the mind is, the, the brain is not here to be in charge of you, right? Like it is part of your body, just like your legs and arms. And you wouldn't allow your leg to suddenly pick you up and go for a walk, whatever it fancies, right? Yet we allow our minds to do that to, you, to us. 
by allowing them to feed that fear. And I think every time you get those thoughts, so you get excited about something and suddenly your mind goes, oh, you're not good enough or you're, you know, imposter syndrome um, or you haven't learned this yet or it's not going to work. Like that's a moment, every time you are aware of this, that's a moment of power because awareness gives you the power to decide to either listen to your mind or say, thanks so much for warning me, but actually I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to do what I want to do. Like you understand that the mind is trying to warn you because it doesn't understand. Um, it hasn't experienced it yet, but you are in charge. So you make that decision to go for it. Um, and I think go for like deciding like what are the limiting beliefs that you have got and rewire your brain like that. You know, you have to rewire it for success. Um, so I think that's that's super powerful and super important. But ultimately, like you are here for a brief sparkle of time, mm-hmm. you can just go for it. And like things will work out. They always do. So you say rewire your brain. And it sounds to me, I I feel two emotions when you say that. I feel like it's well, yeah, that's that's absolutely necessary. Like I said before, you are your own biggest hurdle. You need to rewire your brain. But I also feel like when I hear that, I'm I I instantly feel overwhelmed. How am I going to do that? What would your advice be to somebody that that does need to rewire their brain? What are some actionable ways that they can start doing that? Absolutely. I actually think it can sound overwhelming, but it's pretty simple. So our, our subconscious mind is where 95% of our mental activity is happening and we're not even aware of it is our subconscious mind. So this is where the autopilot is. This is what drives us, just like when you get in a car and suddenly you get to a place and you can't really remember how you got there, but you got there, right? And who was driving the car? Well, your subconscious mind, because it has become such an automatic thing for you, same like when you're on a bike or you know, dancing or riding a horse or swimming or whatever, you know, whatever people are doing, that becomes like a second nature. So this is where the power is. And that, of course, that can also be where the limiting beliefs are that need rewiring or mm-hmm. weeding out and new seeds need to be planted in. So the subconscious so a belief is nothing more than a thought that you thought enough times for it to become a belief. So if you think something over and over again, like I'm not good enough or, you know, this is too much or this is going to be hard, then suddenly the mind will believe it. And when it believes it, of course, it will use it against you, right? Because you believe that it's not good enough or you need more time or whatever else. So in order to rewire it, 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 the same process, just like you've put that belief in by thinking it enough times, you have to think another thought enough times for, for that thought to become a belief. And that can be tricky where, like, if you, for example, tell yourself, I will not think about this, like, I will not think about chocolate, let's say. Or you <laughs> might can think think about suddenly it's just chocolate, right? And so, so the mind, you know, has like infinite possibilities of different thoughts, but suddenly you tell yourself, I'm not going to think about chocolate. The mind goes, oh my God, chocolate, chocolate things, a chocolate bar, and it just goes in the realm of chocolate. So that's tricky. So in order to help the mind to rewire, when you tell yourself, I don't want to think about chocolate, every time your mind gives you a thought about chocolate, you give it a substitute thought. So you have to plan it before. So for example, every time my mind says, you know, chocolate, I actually choose to think about a car or a presentation at work or whatever. Like choose a substitute thought that you want to think. So obviously I've given a chocolate example, but if, for example, you're working on, you know, I'm not good enough or you know, everyone else is better than me, or this is not going to work, or this is going to be harder. Let's say like, 
your mind is saying, this is going to be too hard. You're not going to succeed. Every time that thought comes to your mind, you say, thanks for this thought. But actually, I choose to think that this is going to be exciting journey and I'm going to make a success. You think that enough times and you will start believing it. And this is also no, no different to me, like how we learn how to walk, right? Mm-hmm. When you first start learning to walk, you fall over, right? And But you keep getting up and you have that innate trust that if you keep doing it, you start walking and you do. And then we walk and we don't even think about it and it becomes natural. Well, the process of rewiring is no different. You just have to put that thought in. And every time the opposite thought comes in, you're like, thanks so much, but I'm going to, I'm going to get up and I'm going to put the right thing in. But you also have to have that belief, just like when you're learning how to walk or when you're learning how to drive, you know, that with practice, you become much better. It's exactly the same things with a thought. So you can't just be thinking, but you know, it's like, oh, I'll take that, but I'm not sure if that's right. It's like, no, no, no. I choose to think that it will be easy. It will be exciting and I will make it a success. And you convince your brain. And you think enough time, and that becomes the new belief. So you've actually rewired your brain. So it's not as complicated as um, as it sounds. Yeah, and I think that with with rewiring your brain, it's it's a lot of again you getting out of your own way. And there's been plenty of times where I've been at in, in my business been like, oh, this this didn't work. I failed at it. And then you start saying that over and over again, and and you start believing it. But in this, and it's one of the things that I've seen in the world of social media is we're seeing everyone's highlight reels. We're not seeing the bloopers. We're not seeing the failed launches. We're not seeing the things that didn't work. We're just seeing the things that did work, the ways that they were successful. And when you have that, you have to keep that in mind because otherwise you can be really, really hard on yourself. And it's going to hurt you from growing your business and growing your 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 esteem, your self-esteem. So I think that it um I love that what you said with rewiring your brain. I mean, I think it's absolutely necessary to to not be too hard on yourself and <laughs> when as you're going through these things. I I love having my my core group of people. I love having my mastermind and the people that are in there that I can talk with and say, "Hey, this is what I'm struggling with." This, you know, and we can all share together because it's uh, it can, the world of entrepreneurship can be a lonely journey sometimes. And you also mentioned too, you know, how you were able to take some uh, one of the hardest times of your life and you you took it and you embraced it and you grew from it and you created something that you really love. For those who are listening and they might say like, not necessarily where it's them picking up and moving to another country, but let's say that they did have a a failed launch. You know, they, they put this, they put so much time and effort and energy and love into launching this product or this event and it failed. No one signed up. No one, no one opted in, whatever. How would you recommend taking that, that tragic, that, that time of, feeling like your your what you did and, and worked on was a failure and turning it into magic? Well, I think first of all, um, it happens to everyone and it's part of the process and some things work really well and some some don't. And I think there's always a you know a risk of failure. But again, there's always a risk of you tripping over and falling over when you're leaving the house, but that doesn't stop us from leaving the house, right? We know that things can happen, yet we go out there and we trust that we will be okay. And even if we do fall over, 
We don't stay on our face. We normally pick ourselves up, look around, laugh <laughs> nervously, see who saw us, and then keep going. And I see this similar in entrepreneurship, right? That if something doesn't work or didn't work how you expected it to be, it's almost like, okay, well, I tripped up. Actually, I'm going to pick myself up, take the lessons from it. So think, what is this trying to teach me? Because sometimes it's not even about the product. Sometimes it is the timing. Sometimes it is the communication. There is a variety of things, but that one thing is never the end of things. That's just one lesson. And you might be able to just tweak one thing and then change it and it will be a great success. And also, if you look at, so I feel like, especially in the online kind of entrepreneurship, A, we see highlight highlight reels of everyone. So it feels like everyone is super successful overnight, which obviously is not true. Um, And you only see people obviously doing great things and having great success. There is no business, no entrepreneur and no company that has products that are only ever successful. Like every single brand has got products that sell and products that don't sell. Like brands, you know, if we're talking about physical products or digital products, every brand is launching lots and then some things stay and become the legendary products and some things go and some things, you know, you thought they were going to be the greatest things and actually it didn't quite land. Sometimes people are not ready for it. And it doesn't mean that a product was bad. Maybe the timing wasn't right. And you can, you know, you can take it, learn from it and then, you know, bring it out um, at a different time. So I would say, you know, see everything that doesn't work as a lesson and think about it. You know, my my thing is whenever something happens, I think, how can I get the wisdom out of it rather than leave it with wounds? Right. I don't I don't want any adversities or failures or challenges to leave me wounded to a point where then I'm afraid of whatever might happen in the future or that the same thing will happen again. So always think if something didn't work, what's the wisdom in it? Like, what did I learn about myself? What did I learn about the business? Like, you know, how can I use any of the learnings? Because that's where the gold is. That is where the gold is. So even though something might not have worked how you wanted it to be, it will still be useful for your future products and your future launches. Yeah. Oh man, you know, this has been such a great conversation. Um, And I think that it's, it is all about giving yourself time, giving yourself grace and getting out of your own way um, as you grow your business. For for people who are listening right now and they might want to connect with you further, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Well, social media. <laughs> so I'm on social media. So I'm on Instagram and Nina underscore the midlife revolution. I'm on um, LinkedIn and Nina S-Z-E-W-C-Z-A-K. And the same on Facebook and my website is www.themidliferevolution.com. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for joining us on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a massive pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.